Welcome to the Quartering Podcast for Friday, the 13th of January. First up, Elon Musk proves the DNC broke the law and demanded Joe Biden memes be removed from Twitter. We've got a supplemental today from Matt Taibbi uh, about good old Adam Schiff and his ban requests and deamplification. These are the type of requests I'm most interested in because they are your government, our government here in the United States anyway, directly infringing on citizens' First Amendment rights. Somebody like Adam Schiff in his office, I believe, should be brought up on charges and the individuals at which he or they requested the deamplification should absolutely be filing massive lawsuits. <clears throat> Twitter files, supplemental. More Adam Schiff ban requests and deamplification. House staff Democrat Adam Schiff wrote to Twitter quite often asking that tweets be taken down. The important, this important use of taxpayer resources involved an ask about a Peter Douche parody photo of Joe Biden. The DNC also made the same request. You see this sloppy Joe is trending. I wonder if it's because of this. You can't tell if it's fake because Jill isn't covering for him. Well, yeah, you can't. I mean, it looks totally fake. What do you mean? Um, you hear, uh, again, Stacia Car Cartier or Cardile, uh, also on this list, a bunch of people I'm not exactly immediately fam familiar with, but they're on the first name basis. Yol, the DNC reached out this morning about a different tweet with the same image, but a different contextual context. So you have SIE rabbit, um, Trump and Biden are well, <laughs> and then also Nate's liver. Oh, same person, change your name, but it's SIE Rabbit. Now, if this is an American citizen, uh, you know, I would think that there's some grounds for a lawsuit here. The real issue, though, was that Donald Trump retweeted the pic. Everyone remembers that in like 2015, 2016, 2017, a retweet from Donald Trump was like a, a, a termination sentence on Twitter. It happened to Savannah Hernandez. It happened to lots of people, Carpe Donctum, really. If Donald Trump retweeted you, they got gotcha. you. Um, the real issue is Donald Trump retweeted the Biden pick. To its credit, Twitter refused to remove it, with Trust and Safety Chief Yoel Roth saying it had obvious humorous intent, and any reasonable observer, apparently not a shift staffer, could see that it was doctored. Yoel writes, Hi folks, this is a pretty clearly edited GIF created with humorous intent. Any reasonable observer could identify that it's doctored, and there's no nexus to harm anyone involved. It's not a violation of our rules. Yol. This is in response to somebody saying it was made using um, Mug Life, which uses computer version technology, analyze, blah, 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 blah. Okay. And Adam Schiff's staffer, Jeff Lowenstein, didn't give up, claiming there was a slippery slope of concern here. Hi, Lauren and all. I wanted to follow up on this question. We're familiar with manipulated media policy and can see some reasons uh, that it offered you know, but it's a, uh, but slipping back or stepping back, it's an instance of a com candidate using a machine manipulated image to damage his opponent. Wah, 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 wah. We're prepared to accept this. It doesn't fall under the policy given, but there's a slippery slope of concern here. Meaning, yeah, yeah, oh, you didn't take it down. Okay, well, we're prepared to accept that. And make no mistake about it, too, or also remember that, you know, our government here in the United States was constantly flexing on Twitter, pressuring them. And so was the mainstream media, probably in lockstep. Twitter also refused requests for bans of content about Schiff and his staff. By the way, everyone should meme Adam Schiff into oblivion at this point. Example, quote, complete suppression of any and all search results about Mr. Misco and other committee staffers, Twitter said would not be conceivable. <clears throat> For the list of asks, parentheses, demands, in the, attached PDF, in the attached PDF, many fall outside the remediations available under the cited policies. For example, a sweeping removal of any and all content about Mr. Misco and other committee staff. Aren't these public servants? Why would they be afforded this level of protection? This level of, you know, media, you know, stepping in and, and protecting them. Even when Twitter didn't suspend an account, 
That didn't mean they didn't act. Schiff's office repeatedly complained about Q-related activity that were often tweets about other matters, like the identity of the whistleblower uh, or the Steele dossier. You see what else could... So again, I, I don't know if these people are American citizens, but if they were, they certainly have a case. And maybe even if they're not. But, you know, you have Pat, Sw Pat Reed here, or Swift Red. You have Randall Caledoni. Um, funny, all five are involved in this fake dossier. Uh, then you have, this certainly seems like a regular old person. So lots of people. Seven, Twitter policy at the time did not ban Q, but deamplified such accounts. About the batch of tweets that were included above, Twitter executives wrote, quote, we can internally confirm that a number of the accounts flagged were already included in deamplification. So how many more government accounts were included in deamplification? Schiff's office had concerns about the deamplification, though. It might make it harder on law enforcement to track the offending tweeters. What? Why was law enforcement tracking them? Nine, we appreciate, great, we appreciate greatly. Quote, we are curious whether any deamplification measure implemented by Twitter's enforcement team, which we greatly appreciate, could impede the ability of law enforcement to search Twitter for potential threats about Misco and other staff. I'm not sure how this Misco individual got tied in everything. I have to go back and look it up. This is certainly a staffer with uh, Adam Schiff, but they seem awfully worried about protecting them, about deamplifying any tweets about them, about any kind of interactions involving them. Of course, Twitter had no editorial input on this. Now, you know, you look at the reaction to all of this and, you know, every one of these examples I feel like should be, should be tried. You have actual laws here being, in, you know, being broken. And this, by the way, um, hey, somebody's using the Twitter, my Twitter files thing. At least give me credit. 326,000 views. Hey. Okay. Maybe this isn't mine. Maybe it's not mine. I can't remember what my intro looks like. Um, you know, even though right now it seems like the Democrats certainly are, uh, fine tossing Joe Biden by the wayside as more and more files keep getting found around, laying around, um, you see new Twitter files. Now we know why Schiff is protesting so much more Adam Schiff files. Uh, and again, this is a, 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 a valid point too made in the comment thread. You know, yes, the Twitter files is just the tip of the iceberg because Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Reddit, TikTok, Google, Amazon, Snapchat, Microsoft, Netflix, YouTube, all of these people almost certainly did the exact same thing. Here, if you're watching this video, this is why I talk about all tech so much or new tech. I know you might be, if you're watching this video on Rumble, Odyssey, or BitChute, I appreciate you. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I appreciate you. But every time there's a new possible place for me to put my videos and try and reach people, I'm all about it. Because all these people did work together. There, there's just no denying it. Um, th there's just no way that there be, you know, it'd be like saying, oh, they did all this stuff. They infringed on American people's uh, First Amendment rights but they only did it on Twitter. Of course they did it on YouTube. I think about YouTube and I take it personally because so many of my peers were banned or demonetized on this platform, um, which is why I'm working on something super secret that we'll probably announce in a few months. But, you know, uh, it's, it's wild to watch just, and you know, unfortunately, you know, I may have been wrong. I don't think I'm wrong about the drip feed of Twitter files because we're still talking about it. Even though I notice, even in my own viewership, my, re my regular viewers are less and less interested in it. Uh, a throwaway story about, you know, an OF model with, who thought, who identified as a dog was more popular than any Twitter files I've uploaded in weeks. But, you know, I still think there's a lot, there's an important reason to continue to cover this. And so it's, we can continue to apply pressure. Like I want Adam Schiff's, Adam Schiff charged. You know, I want him expelled. This is a direct infringement on United States citizens' First Amendment rights, our constitutionally protected rights. And people are just like, ah, I guess I'll retweet it. I guess I'll talk about it. 
it's insane. And especially again, when you, when you amplify this to all the other places that it almost certainly happened, Twitter, you know, or I'm sorry, YouTube, Reddit, Facebook, uh, the level of suppression on, you know, first of all, American citizens, constitutionally protected rights is enormous. Uh, and then also obviously everybody else around the world uh, who, you know, Twitter seemed to find to suppress. And next up today, middle school busted taking kids to gentlemen's club is suing people for reporting on it. I've got a story to send you into the weekend all fired up, I'm sure. But uh, a middle school in Michigan uh, is now threatening to sue uh, after, uh, after people have reported on where they took their students. You might think, where did you go on your middle school field trip? Did you go to the museum? I remember when I was in middle school, we went to the Milwaukee Public Museum. That was a big deal. Used to get the dehydrated ice cream from the gift shop, like space, like astronauts had. Maybe the zoo, maybe an art museum, uh, things like that. No, no, they actually took them to uh, a dancing club, you know, that kind of dancing club, and took pictures of them on the pole. Why? Because we live in the clown world, so deeply in the clown world. I just cannot tell the difference anymore. If, you've, if you're tuning in now, you haven't yet, please do click that subscribe button down below. I hope you appreciate and uh, enjoy the, the coverage today. Michigan Middle School now threatening to sue after official releases photo of students on the pole at a club during a school outing. Michigan middle schoolers enjoy a local uh, club uh, pole dancing facility in a recent class outing. Michigan School District Superintendent Robert Shanner threatened to sue a local official for releasing a photo of the students on the pole. The school says the kids were having, having lunch at the club when the dancing took place. Why were they having lunch there? First of all, when I was young, you packed a lunch, uh, but that's neither here nor there. I guess parents have to spend a little extra time with their kids to pack the lunch. They probably don't want to do that anymore these days. But a trip from a Michigan school district brought the students to a restaurant with an attached lounge that included poles, according to a trustee on the school board, who called the incident an example of poor judgment. See, I actually disagree with that. I don't think, I mean, yes, it was poor judgment. But I think that it, it was absolutely known and encouraged. The incident, which was highlighted by the Libs of TikTok Twitter account, showed middle schoolers enjoying the festivities, the activities there. I'm not going to show any of the pictures, obviously. Andrew Weaver, who is a trustee on the board, school board, said students began dancing on them. I wonder why they knew what that looked like. I wonder why the kids knew instinctively how to dance on them. It occurred back in November of 2022 when a middle school teacher at Hart Middle School took the kids on a trip uh, to Detroit Symphony Orchestra, according to Weaver. The students were taken to lunch at Nikki's Pizza, which is attached to Nikki's Lounge. The students were moved from Nikki's Pizza due to a lack of available space to the lounge, Weaver said on a post on Facebook. The superintendent of the district said they would consider bringing legal action against anybody who is outspoken about it. On December 21st, 2022, Dr. Shanner provided a letter of the Board of Education. The correspondence reinforced the need for a new school board member to comply with the board bylaws and a code of cooperation so that the school district can focus so can remain on the education of their students, the district said. Are you, ki are you kidding me? This is the original thing here. You say, uh, this past November, Rochester Community Schools Heart Middle School band teacher took sixth grade students on a field trip to Detroit Symphony Orchestra. Again, nothing wrong with that. The students were also taking a lunch at Nikki's Pizza, which is attached to Nikki's Lounge. The students were moved from Nikki's Pizza due to lack of available space to the lounge where they tried out some pole dancing. Nikki's is located in an area that Detroit Police Department monitors as part of Project Greenlight Detroit. The, pro the program is a partnership between local businesses 
and DPT to install real-time cameras that are connected to police headquarters. I wonder why they need that. The school is really mad that people know a teacher took students to, to a club where they tried out pole dancing. Okay, so first of all, let me apply some, some reasonable doubt. I know it you know, might bother people that I try, to, I try to not think everyone's the worst human being on the planet up front, but I, but I like to try. I just don't think I could do my job if uh, I, I don't think I could do my job if I just if I if I accepted that these people are evil and rotten to the core. Maybe they were like, oh, let's stop and get some food. And they didn't plan and that somebody pulled up their phone and saw, oh, there's a pizza place right up the road. So they went to the pizza place. That pizza place might have happened to have a lounge that had these poles in it. Okay. People maybe see this and like say, okay, well, we, you know, you should go somewhere else to eat. Maybe not. The kids are hungry. You only have a limited window. So you eat it. Okay. Whatever. Um, now when they move you into that room with those poles, it's pretty easy to say no. You know what you could say? How do you move these kids, by the way, from the school to the symphony? They're on a bus, right? Pretty simple to just say, go eat on the bus, right? Get your pizza, come and get your pizza, go eat on the bus. Problem solved. Like if you're an actual adult on the scene and you're like, and they're like, hey, we got to put you in this other room, whatever, whatever. You say, okay. And then you peek in there and you see there's, this is what an adult would do. I would think, you know, I don't have any kids. So, you know, people like to discredit my opinion on parenting. So maybe some parents in the comments can tell me if they think that that's totally unreasonable. It's like, oh, yeah, we need to put you in this overflow room. You look in there, you see there's, you know, dancing poles in there. So you say, mm, maybe we're just going to be on the bus. Problem solved, right? So somebody went in there, looked in there, saw the poles, took pictures, let the kids dance on the poles, by the way. Uh, they clearly know what they're doing, but the, let the kids dance on them and took their picture while dancing on them and published that. Now, I don't know who took this picture, but it's pretty curious. You see Christina Peshaw right? I'm old enough to remember when teenagers were told to stay in school and study hard so they could get stable long-term jobs as opposed to working in, in a dancing club. Now they go to school to learn how to work in a dancing club. Now, it is a separate business. You could see people coping here saying, Nikki's Pizza and Nikki's Lounge are a separate business. Well, why did you put the kids in there? And furthermore, it's extremely concerning that the school is now threatening legal action against people who are reporting on it, which is exactly why I'm going to report on that. I mean, the idea that, like, I could see how this totally would happen, right? Like, you would have a situation where you don't have room for these kids to eat, but you just tell them to go eat on the bus. You see an adult in the room sees this happening and doesn't think, Hey, yeah. Oh, maybe we shouldn't, maybe we shouldn't uh, have the kids on the pole. A couple of, I, I don't know if they're girls. This looks like a girl that looks like it could also be a girl or it could be a boy. I'm sure at that age, whatever you have Nikki's pizza. looks like they have a big outdoor patio. They were clearly in a school bus. So they clearly could have offered that. Proposed field trips are evaluated by a curriculum team and require parental guidance permission slips, she continued. The safety and security of our students, staff, and school community are always our top priority. Nikki's owner, Agatha Kefalonos, Kalif told the that the school would have known about the seating arrangement when it made the reservation. Typically, when we have a group of 100 people, we give them an option of going to the second floor, which is operated as a club on Saturday nights because it's closed during the day. During this, we've been doing this for 20 years. We've had dozens of school groups and it was never an issue. She also said that the metal poles are not stripper poles, but simply part of the decoration. Are you joking? They absolutely are. There's a platform below them. You're joking, right? Despite the district's denial of any wrongdoing, Weaver, who ran for trustee on the platform of greater transparency between schools and parents, doubled down on a stance that RCS failed to adequately address the situation. As I previously stated, a key foundation of my promise to the public, there needs to be more focus on actions that reflect poorly on our district, he wrote on the trustee Facebook profile. Many community members feel like there's too much time and energy spent 
trying to stop people from knowing about the actions that reflect poorly on the district while not enough time and energy spent on actually doing anything about it. Look, to me, the solution is simple, right? You should never have had them eat in there. I don't care how big your group was. If they didn't have room for you downstairs, then they should have, the kids should have eaten on the bus. Nothing wrong with that. Ate plenty of lunches on the bus, okay? Uh, the fact that they are threatening to sue people who are covering it is extremely concerning. It was a bad decision made by somebody who probably didn't see anything wrong with it and forgot that it's their job to protect these students. Um, even if you're in the room with the pole, why are you letting them dance on it? You know what I mean? Like, I just don't understand. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't understand why people would be okay with this. That's absolutely insane. Um, the threatening to sue people, you see, again, threatening to sue officials after releasing photos. No, you shouldn't be. Th why are you suing? You screwed up, own it, apologize, I guess, and probably look at whoever made the decision to let them sit in there and, and you know, don't punish the kids. But whoever agreed with that situation probably needs uh, some closer monitoring. And next up, Adam Sessler reveals the truth about Frost in Unhinged Podcast Meltdown. Interesting piece of reporting. Uh, as unhinged former fake gamer Adam Sessler. Now, he's come out. He wants everyone to know that he wasn't a gamer. He's not actually a gamer. He doesn't like gamers. He doesn't like game journalists. He doesn't apparently like anybody. But uh, former co-host or host of G4 TV, Adam Sussler, went on a podcast with uh, a few individuals and uh, spilled the beans on Frosk, caused it a, called it a weird, confusing mess. He also talked about where everything went wrong for G4 TV. Now, Adam Sussler may not be a gamer, but he is a person that loves to play games. This is via clownfishtv.com. Or at least that's how the former nerd famous X-Play host described himself in a personal and revealing interview that took place Thursday night, sharing with many fans and gawkers some of the final clues necessary for understanding last year's pathetic collapse of G4 TV. On the podcast, The Biggest Problem in the Universe, featuring YouTubers Vito Gisoldi and Dick Masterson, Susser bro finally broke his silence to reveal what it was like working at the doomed TV for Gamers reincarnation and not only delved into the mistakes made by the network, including Frost Urin's rant and the ill-prepared owner of Comcast, but also by seemingly agreeing with many of his critics on the errors in gaming journalism. What? After some laughter in the opening, Vito asked Susser to describe the end of G4 TV. Describing the end of G4 as weird, a weird, confusing mess, Susser agreed. Susser agreed. A weird, confusing mess would be a very good description. Vito then wonders, as many have speculated, if the reason G4 went down for the way it did was that it pushed too much money through and tried to grab attention too quickly without adequately building its organic base, to which Adam also agreed. Adam then refers to the situation and defends Frost as a very well-written soliloquy about defending a sort of woman's presence in the gaming space. However, Mr. Masterson asks, you knew she was going to do that the whole ahead of time, right? For which Adam adds in confirmation of previous reporting, no. Which is interesting to me because she said that she had already had this stuff in the teleprompter and that it was approved and supported by her co-stars and, and bosses. Mr. Masterson continues, would you have advised her to like go through with it or delay? To which Adam responds, I would never tell someone what to do. Yeah, I don't like that. The only thing I would have probably said is what could happen in terms of the attack. Adam then shared his large concern about working at G4 was he might have been in danger. I'm sorry, he might, he might have been a drag on the media venture, worrying that he overshadowed his coworkers. Oh, the house humble. But he eventually admits that as soon as Frost Grant happened, well, I wouldn't have kept it from happening but I became pretty certain the S sto the the ish storm was on the horizon. Adam wasn't sure how his coworkers, particularly Frost, were comfortable dealing with all the negativity that came their way. For him, however, he felt comfortable facing it. At one point in the interview, Adam shared that his viral negative Twitter presence was a strategy to gin up ratings for G4 TV. 
to, based on trying to hate, grab hate views back in the day of the G4 original. Yeah, it's like, you know, I mean, he said there was a point where in order to keep ratings going, if I needed to bleed myself a little bit, okay, let's do it. And that's why I think people are like, I was so shocked how shocked people were when I was being blunt on Twitter and saying, you know, as I was doing, I was being paid by G4 TV. So my interest was in the ratings and the survival of the show. So now he's saying all the insane things he said about Republicans and all this stuff was to market G4 TV. Vito wondered about the adverse reaction from fans. Was the network expecting that response? And Cecil, after some thought, points out that defining what the network was in terms of Comcast or G4 TV was hard to do. Overall, the network didn't understand who its audience even was. Quote, there did not seem to be a well-informed and understanding of what the internet can do. And most importantly, and more importantly, what the gaming audience was like. Yeah, there was a little too much faith in general humanity that everyone thought I was comically. Vita overselling, Sessler, yeah. Sessler ultimately didn't feel comfortable working for G4 as it didn't meet his expectations. Whether that was due to it being t whether that was due to what he had been told or what he had just assumed, he didn't clarify. I'll be frank, I didn't enjoy much the revamp of G4. It doesn't have to do with the people I worked with or anything like that. I could just tell early on that it was going to be moving in a direction that I wasn't exactly aligned with and I had thought it was going to be. Vito asked for clarification. If this is because of the focus, focus on eSports, Susser said no. I thought it was actually going to try to be more like a formal television show, like instead of television internet melange as that it was. He goes about the topic of the network about being radically unprepared. When you go into the internet space, whether people do it deliberately or not, people overanalyze. They take the audience too much into consideration. I think, oh, they, will they get it? Oh, will they like it? Will it make them upset? But the thing is, if you upset the audience, that not that's not necessarily a negative. You would never know how the audience is going to react, which is the other flip that you can't manufacture viral virality. Dick then made a joke about the problem being women in gaming. Susser laughs a little and looked annoyed and adds, there's actually a kernel of truth, something I do agree with with gaming. We have a gaming network that's already too broad. Right, right now, there is no movie network. There is no book network. The esports audience is a single player audience. There is very, very little overlap that's going to happen there. But to your point, the one size fits all approach to doing a gaming network period, regardless of gender, predispositions, racial dispositions, that's odd, is really not terribly effective. Because there is no one who loves games so much that they care about every facet of games. That's actually fair. That's fair to say. Vito asked what other mistakes might have been made. Was it a mistake for the new G4 to use the original G4 moniker as branding instead of the old, ma the same old masculine approach? Susser thought it was a poor choice. I was an ex-play, and we never looked at our audience being that male. Whereas Attack of the Show, yes, I always forget sometimes how I had to cut for the latter part of the existence of the network. We were the other show with Attack of the Show. We were a big. We were not a big seller. We were not the big seller for them. So that aspect, that Olivia aspect, yeah, I think the most lasting impression for most people. But I'll put it to you this way: I did. It did have that baggage. That baggage was not an inherent problem, but it was not addressed sufficiently so that it became a problem. Much later in the conversation, uh, Vito. And Mr. Masterson discussed YouTube works as a platform. Um, yeah, and then he talks about game journalists, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, Vito brought up the subject of Gamergate, for which Susser mocked those that supported it, like he attacked anyone that used the, the identity of gamer. That was stupid back then, and it's stupid now. It takes part that pissed me off the most was just not the hideous, slanderous attacks that had no basis in reality. Are you talking about the ones from game from journalists? Because they were like one could disprove them without any effort, right? But there were they were legitimate publications that decided to take it seriously enough. But he didn't just aim his fire at gamers. The identifier, and not the hobby he articulated, but also a games journalism for enabling gamer great, and then pretending to be journalists. Anyway, that was my little platform, but no, there's no merit to it. Why the heck do people care that much about games journalism to the extent that it exists and there are, I would say, about three or four people that practice real, honest-to-God, good journalists. Well, I'd probably, uh, probably buy that. I'd probably buy that. 
But then, you know, just some of the highlights uh, as grabbed by Lofty Pixels. Let's just share with you. Also, the people who you're trying to shame are grown adults who really shouldn't be playing a Harry Potter game in the first place. Fair enough. Yeah. For yeah. reasons that have nothing to do with J.K. Rowling. They already it's make like, bad decisions. Grow the fuck up. <laughs> wow. I mean, wow. the whole thing strikes me as a little on the Jesus-y side to begin with. So, I mean, there's just issues there. Oh, God. The Jew here. So, I'm, I, 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 <laughs> you're this is how I understood it. Is that he becomes a ghost and then haunts Christians forevermore. Yeah, that's about like right. Like Casper, but more in favor of hurting people. I just think the people who can't make endless it YouTube are videos. normal human beings <laughs> right. that then reverted back to their lives, whereas this strange, right-getting, frustrated, basement-dwelling thoughts that got upset by it are uh, obsessive and can't let go of any perceived slight that they have in their Trump-addled world, and that's the problem. <laughs> A Trump, what does Trump have to do with anything? Now, of course, I'll have to go back and edit out all those curse words because these, a lot of these libs, they, they can't speak without cursing. Like, again, I always talk about like, they, they all read the same book about how, you know, some Buzzfeed listicle that said, uh, you know, people who curse more have higher IQs and they all have been trying to pretend ever since. Well, as you know, Adam Susser went out of his way in this podcast to say he is not a gamer. He does not identify as a gamer. He doesn't want people to call him a gamer. So he's all fine leaving now uh, that he's sucked all the money out of the space, though. Just, just side thing. One thing I have learned uh, in the past few days is that gamers will pay the $8. Oh, yeah. It is amazing. Wow, that's somebody that only looks at their verified tab. Because they want to be important, as they are. They're but, the but, most but, important but, people in the world. But, but, but they're not. I now know that they're really unimportant. <laughs> Gamers are really unimportant. You mean the people that made your entire career, Adam Sussler? Absolutely pathetic. And next up today, epic backfire for feminist M&Ms, Tucker Carlson, and more dunk on woke candies. M&M's apparently, you know, needs to be in the news again. This time it is uh, with their feminist M&M's. Feminem's. Feminem's? See, that's marketing, Mars. Why don't you use that? But apparently they have had this all-female M&M things. And, of course, there's outrage by the, you know, by the typical pundits. But, look, I think this is bait. Uh, I think that having a... Like Tucker Carlson get mad about it and all this stuff. Like this is just a like it's a M and M's. Who even buys M and M's anymore? By the way, I prefer mine frozen. Do you eat yours frozen? Like dark chocolate M and M's in the freezer, like a single like whatever, like the one pound bag would probably last me like a year. But just every once in a while, I'll go in there and just grab like three or four of them, dark chocolate frozen. Anyway, that's how I like my M and M's. I don't pay for them. I always like giving them as a gift or something like that or maybe they're left over from the holiday uh from halloween the mini fun size bags although now i live in the middle of nowhere i don't get any trick-or-treaters but nonetheless m&ms reveal new packaging with female m&m characters only writing supporting women flipping the status quo i i don't exactly get how buying the chocolate supports women it supports obesity. M&M's unveiled new female-focused packaging with the help of three spokes candies. Three female M&M characters, and only them, are featured on inside the new packs of their Flipping the Status Quo campaign. By the way, terrible campaign name. Again, should have called them Fem&M's. Available in milk, chocolate, peanut butter. And by the way, who the okay? So you get this article written, right? This is this is obviously right. They get the article written, they get a little some free press, and right there, some people might be saying, "Aha!" You know, that's they win. You're talking about them, and you might be right. I can't say for sure that you're wrong, but what I can say is this doesn't make me want to buy them. Is anybody watching this video right now going to say, "Yep, I'm definitely going to go out there and buy some feminems." Because I want to fight the power. Of course not. That this is not how this works. But like, they've got some employee, some intern, 
that is like, you know, it's, it's, it's their job to come up with this stuff. And look, it's bait. It's, it's, it's bait for like Tucker Carlson. You know, I love Tucker. I'm sure he's not personally outraged, but you see a lot of these videos like, you know, and the left is like, Oh, look at Tucker Carlson having a total meltdown. Already are like, hey, here, actually there's an article on that. Tucker Carlson is once again, mad about woke M&Ms. Is he though? Or is he just doing what I'm doing? Like laughing and poking fun at it. Do you think Tucker Carlson is like, does the left who wrote this article, please be who, oh, Danny DePlacido. Um, like, do you think, do these people actually think Tucker Carlson is like in a rage in his room at night because of girl boss M&Ms? No. And by the way, look at how little engagement this tweet even had. It got viewed 113,000 times and got 400 likes. We're celebrating women across the country who are flipping the status quo. Help us shine the spotlight by nominating a whammon in your life who is breaking barriers and paving a new path. Head to our crappy website to vote on them. Why are you going to nominate a whammon who is flipping the status quo and they could receive $10,000 to fund their flip? Could. Uh, 1.69 ounce. Mm, I don't know about that, Mars. Of course, you see Nick Adams with absolutely not. And nobody in here. The fact that the person who approved this has likely paid a massive salary is insane. The fact that more than one person had to approve it is is that it managed to get it approved is hilarious. You know, you say I noticed at Walmart and some other retailers that your gray packaged candy is still sitting in the clearance aisle. But you just have to keep trying. That's from a woman, by the way. I mean, there, there's like, there, there's nobody in this comment section. I nominate J.K. Rowling in support of plus-size women. We're selling them a bag of sugar. Who eats this garbage? If I want chocolate, I'll eat something that doesn't smell like a stale rabbit turd or have chemicals that I can't pronounce. Buy M&M Block. Woke equals broke. What about your Coco's child labor lawsuit? I mean, there's not a single comment, not a single comment in this section in, in support of it. So even if you would argue like, oh, well, they did it to get free press, but they get it to free. Where are the people that support this? The quote tweets are also just as bad. Like, again, retweet this because it makes certain people go crazy. It doesn't make me go crazy. It's just sad. By the way, nowadays... You know, it's interesting, like a lot of this, like when I was young, M&Ms were like a big deal. You know, like you're like, oh, you know, I still like, like I like peanut m and or pe not peanut, but peanut butter M&Ms. I like those. But like now that I have coffee brand coffee, I have, well, I'm going to have all sorts of candies for you this year. But like I can get access to like four or five ingredient candies. No, I can't get a huge pound bag for the same price, but I mean... Even though I'm fat, like I, I'm, I didn't get this way on candies. I don't, I don't need a lot of candy. And you see Nick Adams. I assume this guy is just like a troll. Uh, it's just, just a meme, you know, Nick Adams alpha male. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, is it Mars, a British company? I, you know, like, I don't know. If, if, but like, <laughs> this has 1.2 million views. This is more views than Eminem's ever got. G'day guys, Nick Adams here. I want to speak about M&M's. I want to speak about Mars, the company behind M&M's. M&M's have just released feminist M&M's. Yes, you heard me right. Feminist M&M's. Egregious sexism of the worst and most conceivable kind. This has to be a joke, right? Like, it's a meme for him, I assume. Maybe you guys let me know in the comment section. Like, this has to be a meme. It is outrageous. It is disgusting and it must not stand. That is why I am calling for a complete and total boycott of all things Mars and particularly M&Ms. It will not stand. Let me say this loudly. Let me say this clearly. Let me say this unambiguously. Any male that buys a packet of M&Ms from today forward must hand in their man card. <laughs> they are a soft, woke, beta, male feminist. 
Bita. <laughs> I assume this guy's memeing. I don't know. Best-selling author endorsed by Trump. Yeah, he's. I assume he's memeing. A lot of this stuff, like, like <laughs> this, like I was at the bodega this morning when I saw a small boy ask his mother for some candy. As I saw her reach for a package of M&Ms, I cried out and left my place in line to stop her. Once I informed her M&Ms had gone woke, she thanked me profusely and opted for Twix instead. Yeah, this guy, there's guys, yeah, he's got to be a meme, right? Like, he's got to be a meme. Um, you know, I think that the hilarious thing about this, like, the conservative news cycle gets to see, like, this is so unbelievably funny, funny genuinely no notes. Woke M&Ms have returned. The green M&M got her boots back, but apparently is now a lesbian, maybe. And there's also a plus-sized, obese, purple M&M. <laughs> of course. He ha I mean, come on. Tucker doesn't actually care about this. There, like, some people, you know, like, look, I think that, you know, kind of like the virtue signaling crap from this company. It was Skittles does it, too. Remember, they had, like, the white bag of Skittles to... I don't know, somehow support gay pride or something like that. Like this is just lame slacktivism by these companies and the mileage that they get on these promotions now are much, much less than, than, than they used to be you used to like in 2016, 2017 you used to be able to get like, uh, you know, a whole outrage cycle about this. This story basically slipped through the cracks. If this week, by the way, Probably the slowest week in news in, I don't know, months. If if that if this wasn't this week, this story wouldn't even have registered. And that's why that's a good thing. Like, even in a week with not a lot to talk about, hardly anyone talked about this. And that's a good sign. That means people are less likely to get used by these PR stunts. People are fighting back against getting used in these outrage machines to sell products for corporations, and I'm 100% here for that. And last up today, Kyle Rittenhouse destroys woke brewery that cancelled his event as brutal receipts are located. Whoa, a Sunday video. That's right. We've got to talk about the rally against censorship, which uh, featured one particular speaker, speaker named Kyle. Uh, you know, it seems like Every chance this kid has to try and generate... Here's one thing that people actually don't know, and I know this because I've talked to Kyle directly about it. He still has immense legal fees, uh, including a lot of these civil cases that are going on. And so the kid doesn't really have a lot of money. And so these speaking engagements and things of like that give him an opportunity to try and raise some money to continue to fight against these pesky lawsuits that he should win, but... I think the people that are bringing them are happy to just drain him financially. Uh, and they know they're not going to win, but they're happy to just keep him tied up in court forever. Like pe people have forgotten that about Kyle, which is unfortunate. But he had this rally against censorship. Then in Texas, by the way, the bastion of freedom, pew pews and pickup trucks, right? Well, it all fell apart. So what was scheduled uh, in 11 days from now was the rally against censorship. Featuring, well, Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, he was, of course, found guilty and all not guilty on all charges. A trial where he received sharply negative coverage from mainstream media. He was called all sorts of terrible things from outlets and repeated the falsehood that he illegally transported things from across state lines. All these wild things that people, um, you know, they, they just repeated a lie about him willingly. Like, nobody... Like the facts of the case were wide open for the whole world to see because everything was televised, but mainstream media and, and liberal news outlets were 100% fine just lying about the kid. People on The View, people, you know, nobody's on Twitter. Everybody was fine to perpetuate this lie. Well, there was this speaking convention um, on Thursday, January 26th. Looks like it was sponsored by Defiance Press. Um, and, and then, but you see Southern star on here. Well, what is Southern star? Well, it is a brewing company. Um, essentially it's just a, a, a company that had a room to be rented out. Southern star has been offering honest, traditional ale since 2007. We were the first can craft in Texas. 
Well, you see this pinned tweet of theirs. And by the way, they've been railing against Kyle Rittenhouse ever since. But they're, remember now, they're apolitical, okay? A message from us at Southern Star. No more. Southern Star is an apolitical organization. But we feel that this event doesn't reflect our own values. What? Anti-censorship? So Southern Star is pro-censorship. And we could not, in good faith, continue to rent our space for an event on 126. We don't do rallies. Now, keep in mind the things that they've said here, because I'm going to, of course, point out their hypocrisy, because the left is anything. It's hypocritical. We make beer for people who like beer. You can see, of course, it got a, a whopping 32 And you can see, of course, Southern Star Brewing retweeting. Southern Star Brewery CEO disputed claims that the rally against censorship featuring Kyle Rittenhouse was canceled after pressure from a woke mob or distributors. Well, you're awfully, you're giving a lot of press, right? You're giving a lot of interviews about this cancellation. And by the way, uh, you, the, the, now remember, they went out of their way to say, oh, we're apolitical, right? We don't get involved in political causes or uh, any of this stuff. We just want to be coffee brand coffee. Makes me want to start a brewing company. But booze comes with a whole different set of skills that you need. I certainly can consume it, but uh, the business side of it is complex. So this pin tweet, and of course, they limited replies after getting ruthlessly demolished. You see John Willow, maybe y'all should just move to California. Mostly political memes, right? Nothing says apolitical. Like canceling a First Amendment event. Nothing says apolitical like picking a side. What specifically about this event doesn't reflect your values? By the way, every one of these reply tweets are, are just ruthlessly ratioing them. Says authoritarian leftist. You know, again, you see this like, I had to look to find out what the event was. Thank you for not platforming these people. Anybody who talks about platforming is generally a pro-censorship loser. This seems like an apolitical decision, shake my head. Apolitical would be hosting an event, every event you could. Again, this is another one of those things where like, man, it's so hard to survive. It's like, it's like all these small businesses, they, they, have, they build up a nice customer base and like, they forget how hard it was to make it. Like, if I didn't have my YouTube channel, for example, there's 0% chance that Coffee Brand Coffee makes it, right? Or very close to zero. It's a, it's a coffee company with, and I don't have an, a, a captive audience to tell them why it's good. Imagine if then I now said, well, I don't want half of my customers. That's insane to me. I don't care if like the most authoritarian, nose ring, purple haired, beast of a woman is enjoying my coffee tea or cocoa i want her to enjoy it i want they them to enjoy it because coffee brand coffee makes coffee tea and cocoa it doesn't make political statements and you know what if i had a facility that somebody wanted to rent out for some whatever fine but also if you want to say we don't pick a side if you want to say hey we don't we don't host weird like uh politically charged events that's actually a fine statement to have, except what if I told you that the Southern Star Brewing Company had recently hosted a pride party? If you see this mostly peaceful meme says apolitical, huh? This on their Instagram, Southern Star Brewing. Uh, like you can see it's co-branded by the way too. Pride party, January 25th, Southern Star Brewing, mark your calendars for another extravagant third annual, so it's the third time they've done it, Pride Party at SSBC on June 25th. We're excited to also have whatever, all these people. Like, it's, it's, it's so hilarious and predictable. They wanna pretend, and this, is, and this is where like you really, it's really embarrassing for them. They wanna pretend like they're apolitical, right? They wanna pretend, oh, we're just apolitical. Because they don't even have the strength of their own convictions. They want all that Republican money for their products. But when it comes to hosting an event that might 
be perceived as right wing, they cancel it and pretend like they don't have a political position, but they do. They are leftists. Now, there isn't anything inherently right or left about hosting a pride event um, and in, in, inherently, um, you know, like, who cares? Like, if, if you want to host a pride event, I think that's a totally fine thing to do. But you don't get to then say, oh, well, we don't, we don't really host anything that could be considered political. Because pride events are considered inherently political. They shouldn't be, but then they started involving kids. So they got that way. For many years, pride existed just fine every year. Now it was like, oh, well, we got to have the kids there. Well, now it's a political issue. And of course, they're running all this kind of interference now. Conroe Brewery receives a flood of threats and harassment after canceling Kyle event. It's been kind of a S storm. Southern, Brow- Southern Star Brewery CEO Dave Fogerson said in a Saturday morning interview, but I'm now more certain than ever that I made the right decision. Oh, please. You don't get to beg for sympathy too. Like, if you want to stand by your convictions and say, you know, hey, we're, we, we don't want to host Kyle because we think, you know, the, the, the Second Amendment is a bad thing and we think that the First Amendment is also a bad thing. And you put all 10 toes on the line and you host that and you say that. But they're out here running and they're begging for sympathy in these articles. It's pathetic. They probably did get pressure from distributors or, you know, other local weirdos. But also it tells you about the ownership in that pressure or not, ownership still caves. So they've been getting absolutely demolished on social media and almost certainly locally. And that's what you get. Maybe just host the event and then just don't say anything about it. See, they could have just hosted the event and said, eh, whatever, we just ran out of room or whatever. We don't really ask them what they're hosting with it and just leave it at that. But it's just never good enough for them, is it? And so now they reap what they sow, and I'm absolutely here for it. Good luck, Southern Star Brewing Company. Hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, make sure to leave a like on it and you leave a comment down below. And if you haven't yet, please do subscribe. Definitely pushing hard in 2023 to hit 2 million. Won't be able to do it without you. And, of course, don't forget to check out this video's sponsor, Raid Shadow Legends. All I can ask is that you get through the tutorial, get to like level 5 or 6, try it out. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But have a feeling you will. And it also helps the channel. So, it's Sunday. You know, give it a try. Hope you enjoyed this video. We'll talk to you again real soon.